Welcome to the That Don't Fit podcast, a podcast where we're dedicated to talking about life and life's real issues that cross racial and generational lines. My name is Jared Torrance, and I'm here with my co-host, Andy Farmer. We're friends, we're pastors, we're wanting to help people talk and process life in a crazy world. Welcome to the conversation. Thanks for listening. Yes. Uh, we love getting your feedback. We love hearing what you're you're thinking about the show. It helps us to figure out what we're doing next, helps us to get an idea of how this is all landing on folks. And so uh, JT's got a little feedback for us that he, that's, that's come in we want to share just to tell you how people are being affected by it. Yes. So thank you guys for writing these reviews, sending stuff in. We love it. It encourages us, helps us uh, to keep doing this. And so what we want to do is we want to share some of these reviews at the start of our shows so y'all can hear what other people are saying about it, right? So this one came in last week from uh, that... <laughs> From that We're don't, not laughing at your name, bro. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, we, we could are, be. I guess so. That don't fit Stan. So there's some discrepancy on if his name is Stan or if he is like, you know. Or if he's talking to Stan. A, or, or he or she is a that don't fit Stan. So, Or they're talking to Stan. Half of the listeners will get that. Maybe a third. Okay. Anyway, it's a five-star review. Thank you so much. And it says, love this pod. These dudes are hilarious. Exclamation point. I don't know why I said that. They are so, they are so different, but so gospel-centered. I'm grateful for these conversations that take me into challenging issues on ethnicity that are embedded in love and humor. These brothers educate me not only on the content of topics, but in how to talk about them in a godly way, too. I think that's exactly what we're trying to do, right? Exactly. That is, and on a serious note, that is very encouraging. Yeah. Um, we do want to be gospel-centered. We do want to help people... Um, be able to step into these conversations and right. to help them reflect on it in a godly way. We want, we are about that kind of business. So thank you. That don't fit Stan. Um, please continue listening. And uh, other po- folks, send in some reviews. Let us know how we're doing. Great, great. And Stan, <laughs> thanks for that review. Uh, we are actually not going to do what you say we do tonight. Um, we got a topic that kind of emerged, oh, kind of right. like a. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like a know. flower. It's, yes, it, it emerged. Kind of, it it emerged like a flower in springtime. Spring, it is spring. And man. we just wanted to we wanted to to, to, to to stare at it and like it. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> I'm calling it I'm calling it the value of pan tribal relationships. Now, rather than tell you what that means, uh, I'm going to tell you how the idea got planted. There you go. About a month or so ago, JT went to a conference where he connected with a group of guys he's been getting to know over the past couple of years. These are not guys from our church or from our denomination. They come from a lot of different churches and denominations. I'm going to let JT describe the experience, but I was just affected as he talked about how refreshing it was to be with those guys. It got me thinking about how relationships with believers outside of my normal world has really always been helpful to me. So we're going to talk about what we're calling pan-tribal relationships and the purpose they serve in our lives. It's just kind of focused on ministry and leadership stuff, but I think there's some helpful perspective for all of us at a time when churches are divided and Christians seem to square off and take no prisoners. So we're going to launch into it with JT sharing his experience and the effect on his life of the relationships he's developed. Yes. Um, Excellent. Yeah, so... About a month or so ago, I don't know if that's accurate, maybe over a month now, 
I was at uh, Together for the Gospel, a conference out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. It was actually the final uh, T4G, as the cool kids call it, um, T4G, Together for the Gospel. And um, yeah, I was able to meet up. With, well, first of all, I think just going to that conference was helpful in a lot of ways. Um, it just expands. Anytime I'm in a setting that's outside of my denomination or outside of you know my immediate church culture, it... Um, it just expands my view of what God is doing, right? So it's like, we know God is big. We know God is powerful. We know God's getting stuff done and he's building his church and and uh, people are raising up disciples and things are great, right? <clears throat> but there's something like, I don't know, I think we're so uh, prideful, honestly, if we're blunt about it, prideful. And, you know, I think uh, we, 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 <laughs> Whether we mean to or not, we do function as if the world kind of centers around us, right? Sure. And so everything that's happening in our immediate circles is the biggest and greatest thing that's happening. And when you step outside of your circle, you're just it's just a humbling effect. It's like, oh my goodness, like God is powerfully at work, not only just where we are, but all over the place. And like, not like giving his like second best to other folks and how they're growing, how they're doing things. He's like, God is doing like amazing things through the gospel being preached. And there are incredibly faithful brothers who are brilliant and kind and gentle and uh, are seeking to shepherd. Um, <clears throat> these are the pastors I'm talking about are seeking to shepherd their flocks in a way that is pleasing to God. And um, you, you spend a week surrounding yourself with brothers like that. And it is just, uh, it is an incredible encouragement. Um, so yeah, there is a, there's a, there, there's a group of us, maybe like, uh, maybe between 15 or so guys that I've been connecting with over the past year or two. And, um, one commonality is that we are all black and we are, um, pastoring in kind of majority white spaces. So these, I, these guys from all over the country. Yeah. All over the country. Yeah. Yep. And, um, I know some. I know a lot. We got a lot of feedback on the episode where I kind of shared my experience about uh, pastoring um, in a church that's predominantly white folks while being a, a black man myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I actually really appreciate all the like, not necessarily concern, but just like follow up from that episode of people just saying like checking in, like how was that going? Like how is your soul feeling today? And uh, I can happily say right now that like this group of brothers that I've been. Um, kind of growing with from afar has been uh, such a steady and steadfast encouragement uh, to my soul. Uh, we we would uh, connect probably monthly um, over Zoom and different things and just encourage one another and share updates and kind of talk about what's going on in our worlds and different challenges we're facing. Sometimes we're just fatigued. Other uh, brothers are, ha- are welcoming new children to their family and their household and they're balancing. And, they, and they're relatively younger guys too. So it's like we're a bunch of young dudes trying to figure out this whole pastoring thing together while building with one another and encouraging each other. And so at this conference at T4G, it was one of the first times a lot of us were able to come together uh, and see each other in person and eat some doggone good food together and laugh and hug and embrace and uh, it was just, it was, I'm still uh, all fired up from from being with those brothers. So um, anything to respond to? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, one of the things that you know, we're saying, I think JT said it too, you're, you know, we're in certain spaces, denominations, churches, because we feel this is where God called us to be. We're, exactly, yep. We're, we're there purpose. Nobody's, nobody's drug us in here and we're trying to get out. No, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, 
we're happy where we're at. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what you should assume. Most people are generally happy where they're at and, and, uh, or they feel they're called there. Um, so we're not talking about, you know, a bunch of people sitting around going, I hate where I'm at. You know, you're, you're talking about guys who are, who are just like, yeah, this is, this is what I'm doing. And, um, and so, so then that gives you the ability to go out and, and connect with other folks who are doing maybe similar stuff, but in a different context and benefit from it. Yes. And so what you're describing though, is just the, the sense of your, because you have this, this clear shared experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what did it do for your soul? What, what was it doing? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't take steroids, but I'm assuming it feels similar of just like, it's like a caffeine. Induced rage. Ra- <laughs> no, not rage, not rage. No, it, it was, it's like, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it felt like oxygen, like just uh-huh. like, okay. You know, ministry work is glorious work. It's tiring work. Mm-hmm. It's fatiguing work, and it can be drearying. Uh, a drearying is that even a word? Dreary and uh, difficult work. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> when you run out of oxygen, when you're running a hard race, uh, a shot of oxygen is so helpful. And it felt like my lungs were filled while being with these brothers. And it's just like, okay, I can, I got a few more steps in me now. Mm-hmm. Um, I got. I, I, I can I can keep on going. It, yeah. It's like a yeah. It's 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 really it's words are pretty inadequate to describe. I mean, I imagine part of the issues is you can sort of recognize. Yeah, you you know what I'm experiencing without ha- me having to talk to you about without it. having me to talk to you about it and without having me to give 647 qualifiers. Yeah, so that you understand I'm not like running away from the faith or losing my religion or all these different kind of things. It's just like, I can say a sentence, say how I'm feeling, say how I'm affected by something. And it's like, I get it. It's like, Whoa. Yeah. I didn't even qualify that with you, brother. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of freedom, um, is just helpful. It's, you know, it's, it's the whole idea of just like, you realize you're not a crazy person. Yeah. Cause you know, um, if you're the only person who's experiencing certain things and you know, you're in like, so in my case, you know, I'm in different elders meetings and things and it's like, Oh man, like, am I, am I just completely out of whack here? Like, Mm -hmm. am I just a lunatic? You know, not that the other elders are doing anything to make me think that, but you know, you just start to question. Sure. I want to make sure that you're, you know, should I just be over this by now? Mm -hmm. And then you come across other brothers and it's like, Oh no, this is like a common experience and we can keep going. But, there's legitimacy to the difficulty of what, what you're yeah. walking through. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's helpful too. Um, it seems like it take, takes a guy to do this or somebody to do this who's got a real vision for gathering people. Mm-hmm. Like you're not just going to have a bunch of people just hanging around going, hey, we want to <laughs> yeah. get together? Right, Somebody right, needs right. to be like a... You, a were, you were mentioning day to day about another prayer meeting yes. yesterday. today where the guy who's leading it just loves to do it. He and loves he's to good at it too. Yeah. 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 So what does it make... What does it take to make that guy or that person, I'll say he's always a guy, to make that person be that kind of person? What do they bring to the table to, br- to bring it all together? <laughs> Administration. <laughs> One. So whether it's they themselves or just um, you know being able to send out those emails, send out those reminders. I, it takes a person who's not going to be discouraged if the room's not full. Yeah. And so uh, who's going to bring the same kind of energy, whether there's mm-hmm. 15, 20 guys gathering and doing something together, or if it's like seven or six yeah. or five. Yeah. And uh, who is legitimately, 
and and it's going to take someone who's wanting to build this not for their own benefit yeah. but to care for other people but i'm gonna add something to that yeah i think it takes somebody who does both who recognizes i need this yes yeah mm-hmm. i'm not just you know creating a service bringing you all together right either, right and either letting you see how great i am Mm-mm. yeah right, or right uh, you know, cause I'm so needy yeah. and I don't have anything. So I need somebody to support me mm-hmm. that they're just saying, listen, we can, we can do this together. I can benefit. Yeah. We can, I, I just, you know, the, it, it, they've obviously benefited from having this done for them as well. Yes. Yep. So, and, yeah. and one thing I'll say with, uh, uh the PPC, the, 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 the latter group I was talking about, it's like the Philly area pastors collective. Um, they're, they're, <clears throat> At, at Covenant Fellowship, we have a, a what, like ten elders? Twelve, twelve, or thirteen, twelve, thirteen. We got, yeah, Nick, yes, Nick yeah, is with, with Nick, yeah, and yeah, Nick, yes, and now, he's yeah. sending out to a church plant. But we have like a good, like a solid number of brothers mm-hmm. that we can connect with and grow with, yeah. and there's camaraderie. There's a lot of uh, two guy pastoral teams, one guy pastoral teams yeah. that are really. Uh, needing certain types of of brotherhood and fellowship a lot of guys in the group i was mentioning earlier some of them are church planting and um yeah. they're still like and the grind of church planting is real it and is then real. um so there's just there's just a type of joy that comes when like you just can look up and look around mm-hmm. and just be like okay like we are in this together like yeah we being like the big c church the body of christ like believers in a common mission, like wanting Christ to be glorified and the gospel to be preached. And we can go another day. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like there's, there's that kind of thing yeah. happening too. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just grateful of just, um, grateful to be able to be with these guys and build with these guys and be yeah. encouraged uh, by these guys and be an encouragement to, to these guys as well. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's good. Yeah. We, I, a group it's it kind of functions a lot differently um it's a formal group um it's called the biblical counseling coalition i've been involved since mm-hmm. you know probably close to 11 years now and the whole point you behind the articles was that yeah i do blog and stuff <laughs> for them um but the point of it was they felt like the world of biblical counseling was kind of siloed the word they would use where you <laughs> got all these different ministries and people yeah who are doing the work and have some differences but not major differences but we're all kind of like well yeah, there's competitive and a sense where we're just kind of, well, you're one of them, you're not one of us. And so there's a conscious effort by a few people, David Powelson and other guys who just said, we need to do better than this. We need to, um, we need to, we need to build commonality. So rather than kind of saying we're going to create an organization you have to belong to, mm-hmm. they just created a coalition um, where they just said, let's find the common denominators. Let's, let's, let's uh, <clears throat> gather around those theologically yeah. And methodologically, so let's describe what we mean by biblical counseling. And if people can sign on, um, you know, they're, they're, it's a it's a coalition of folks who, and they sort of nominate people every year to be on sort of a board, which is really just trying to get good representation from, you know, sort of across the, the church in the U.S. and abroad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> get men and women, get uh, get pastors, get academics, get, you know, people who are doing counseling in the field, all kind of together just to talk around these issues. So once a year we we gather together um, in, in a retreat yeah. where uh, you basically just come and you, 
you know, you have conversations. It's guided. There are people who do short presentations and then you do <clears> things. So it's got their structure to it. Yeah. But the real benefit is just the relationships and just over the years. You know, I might not see these folks, but every every year or so. But some of them, you start to realize, I'm going to connect with you more. One of the guys I've gotten to be friends with, um, uh, you know, in, 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 in July, I'm going to go. Uh, he's actually starting up a new curriculum. He's saying, I'd love to have some guys come down and just help me process through it. Oh, wow. So I'm going to go down there and just kind of do that with a bunch of other folks. But the idea, what I love about it is I come and it's almost like you just, you just get a clean slate yeah. on things, right? Yeah. I'm, they're not using my lang- lingo. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not using my terminology. Yeah. They're not, I, I'm having to think fresh about what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm not in control. <laughs> right, I'm, yeah. I'm having to participate, um, but uh, it really does. You know, you walk through. You, you know, you walk through those several days, and you feel like, okay, what God is doing is bigger than what I tend to think it is. Yeah, and it ain't all about me. That's good. Man, and you know, and you know what else? It, something that helped me when I was with those brothers at uh, Together for the Gospel was I saw how different each of them were and how effective they were in ministry, mm-hmm. and you know, it's not not as if like you know, I don't want to overemphasize personality and, and these different kind of things. But God's created each individual individual person in a certain way. Yeah. And when that person uh, can minister in their context the way that they truly are, mm-hmm. uh, there's a freedom that I think releases them to be more effective in ministry. Yeah. And I'm still drawing lessons from that and seeing like you know even from the speakers right like yeah. Sinclair Ferguson is going to preach differently than Shy Lin. Yeah. Right. But they're using the same medium, right? Mm-hmm. The, the preach word, they're pulling from the same source, God's authoritative word, but it's just coming through a different vessel yeah. and it's going to be effective in different ways. And both Sinclair and Shy Lin preach very effective sermons mm-hmm. and they're very different. And I was noticing even with the brothers, I was like, there's a freedom that they had in, you know, their cultural experience and what they're bringing in, um, and and but it's all it's all the same tools right but just yeah. being communicated in such a way that i think it's actually been going to help them be more effective in whatever context they're going to be in sure and so i it was funny i left uh that conference just being like man like god's created me a, in a very specific way i'm a weird dude you know and uh i I think I, I've been trying to, f- I can find myself trying to fit like a specific mold of what sure. Christian maturity can look like. And it's like, yeah. no, like, you know, we want the fruits of the spirit to be abounding. We want someone mm-hmm. to be de- uh, devoted to the word of God and to be gentle in these different kind of things. And outside of that, like, as long as we're pressing into those things, like that is an aspect of Christian maturity and God can use that. Um, and it's going to look different than, yeah. You know, you and I will preach very different sermons uh, from a, the same text, right? Sure. And I think they would both be effective. And I think um, that's one of the joys of a pl- plurality of leadership um, for us to be out here doing our thing in our way, in a way that glorifies God. Yeah. I think that was a big takeaway from from T4G for me. Yeah, yeah, it's because you're, you're exposed to a lot of different things, but it's close enough to you mm-hmm. to where you can access it. You're not like, oh, I'm never going to be like that. Right, right, you know, right. And I think that's there needs to be enough... There needs to be enough commonality where you're not just a bunch of people standing around a room going, okay, we're all Christians. <laughs> you know, it's that commonality, whatever that is. It's either, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, being a minority ministering in a majority context yeah, yeah. or being, 
people who are charged with leading a counseling approach mm-hmm. in churches where not not all of them, you know, the churches aren't all about counseling. They're kind of doing it. Some of them, are, it's really hard. Some of them are, are building ministries. A guy like me is just kind of plodding along. But um, but the uh, but there's enough commonality. Um, what are some challenges with it that come with it? I think a couple of challenges. And all things, you know, yes. your case in particular, but just the idea. No, of, one. I got one that immediately jumped off the page. Yeah. Is uh, unhelpful ideological, not ideological, unhelpful, uh, rosy pie in the sky comparison. Mm. So, like, like what they got is really the, what the whole, they got yeah. is like the yeah, way to go. Working. It's like, man, yeah. that grass on that other side <laughs> is the greenest thing yeah, I will right. ever see in my life. That's right. And uh, you know, it's like any, you know, you can start to think that like, you know, if I went and ministered in a different context with those brothers in some other kind of way, it's like all ministry problems would just go away. Yeah, it's like no, yeah, it's just it's, it's, yeah. it's not true at all. Just because we're friends, yeah. we won't have we won't have problems. <laughs> Yeah. That is not true at all. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think uh, uh, when comparison uh, brings you to complain, it's no longer helpful. Yeah. Um, when comparison can inspire, I think that's sure, great. Yeah. Of just like you yeah. know what, like, yeah, I, I like what's going on over there, and how can I bring some of that back to where yeah. I'm at and encourage uh, my people in those kind of ways. But when it's just like, man, I like what's going on over there. Why can't we get it together? Yeah. I think that's a lot less helpful. So I think comparison. Um, can lead us to a trap of moaning and complaining. Yeah. Um, where that's un unrealistic. Sure. Yeah. You sort of have an idea of what it would be, and yeah. You know. And it's again, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't make any big jumps because mm-hmm. of, of of just where your commonalities are. You really explore. Yeah. Where differences are, and you know, I'm th- talking about somebody, just an average person, uh, or or a person in an average church. You know, you go to a you go to an event in another church, and you think, man, this church has got it all together. Look, their carpet's clean, and <laughs> you know, and their their sound system is great, and mm-hmm. whatever it is, and you sort of think this is it. But you know, you you every church is you know every movement, every uh, denomination is going through stuff, and you know, you sort of have to you have to be careful just doing what you're doing, like saying, okay, I'm seeing the best in it, yeah, um, or seeing the worst in it. <laughs> You know, which can also be. I think we got we got we know, got it going on where we are. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. you guys could probably learn from us. You know, yeah. There's, there's, so there's that that comparison tendency mm-hmm. is a big thing. I think another one is having a realistic expectation about the level of friendship you can have. Mm. Now, I think that in these kind of contexts, real friendships can develop. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, you know, absent of time mm-hmm. and time spent together, it's only going to go so far, even if you're really like-minded. Like there may be a, I, I, I try to think about it like this, There, for people you're not really ordinarily in the same tribe in, there can be a great deal of enduring affection. Mm-hmm. And I love that brother. I, yeah. you know, I love, I love what he does. I love, you know, I love the effect he has on my life. Um, but we're not going to be in the same space. We're not going to be in the same place, mm. and so our relationship is probably going to have something of a cap on it. Yeah, you know, it, it, that's what tends to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I know what you mean. Like a cap, as in like we we're not going to be like calling each other every day. Or, yeah, yeah. But there there could be a growing affection. But it's just it's going to look different than someone who's walking with you day by day. Yeah, and you're saying yeah, yeah totally yeah. Like that. Yeah, and you don't get close enough to to really observe each other's weaknesses and mm-hmm. be able to speak speak to each other yeah 
So everything's going to be generally positive, mm-hmm. right? Now you might confess, you might, you know, there there can be people you meet in this kind of context where that you feel like they really get me, mm-hmm. and I find I can confess to them and they can, and they can help my soul greatly, but probably not experience your sin, mm. right? <laughs> they're not experiencing how the plays out. They're it's just too much distance. They're just that, yeah. taking your 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 story on your mm-hmm. sin and helping you with that. Can be very helpful, but I think that's one of those things. We're always walking through stuff. The other thing that can happen, I think, is, and this goes for somebody who's you know got friendships with people in other churches, and which is which is kind of what we're after. Which is, yeah, I think this is a good thing. Yeah, is uh, y- you could get situations where there's some gossip and complaining going on. Yeah, you know where everybody's mm-hmm. just kind of rolling their eyes and going, you know, and the and the tone changes. Mm-hmm. So I think it takes a real discipline to say I'm not I'm gonna go into context, be honest, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slander my own work mm-hmm. or somebody else's work. You know, that's and that's harder than you think yep. when, you're, when you're trying to just be real. Mm-hmm. That's good. So how would we or translate or transfer this to even just members of churches, right? Yeah. So it's like what what can members of our congregations and others who are just listening to other Christians wanting to kind of grow in this pan-tribal, what are we calling it? Pan-tribal-ism? Pan-tribal relationships. relationships, yeah. Yeah, what would that... Yeah, I think, it's interesting, I think there's a, there, there can be tribes in churches. Yeah, oh. Like, you know, there can be singles tribe, 100%. Mary's tribe. Yeah. You know, Mary's tribe, non-kids, mm-hmm. Mary's tribe, kids, mm-hmm. Mary's tribe, uh, old kids, old kids, young kids, no kids, whatever. Age groups, age groups, all that kind of stuff. They can all it can all break down into this is my world, mm-hmm. and we can be disparaging of the another world, mm-hmm. or or you know pine after it. I wish I was this. Yeah. Um, and so I, even within churches, I think there can be a you know just recognizing no God, God wants me to have this diversity outside of my 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 tribe. Um, because he wants me to grow, you know. He wants me to have greater vision than I do now. If I just if I settle into like what makes me comfortable, mm-hmm. I'm not really gonna benefit fully from the diversity God has for me. It can be, you know, it can be ethnic. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, that's one of the things we, you know, we 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 we're looking at a lot. It's just how do we keep people from just kind of kind of getting back into their comfort spaces? Mm-hmm. And so this idea of you know, let me. We recognize that the that what's what's common about us is greater than what's different. Yeah, should drive a lot of what we do. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that uh, if I'm trying to help somebody, I think yeah. Um, would you would you encourage like cross church like connectivity? Because the the only reason I'm asking is because I know. I don't. I don't know if there's anyone in the church that I would talk to that would say they're not like struggling to feel connected yeah. in the community, right? Yeah. Uh, they're struggling to be like, I don't know if I have any really good friends. Sure. And yeah. I think our friendship episode is still one of the most listened ones, you know. Yeah. And so, what does that look like to like, <laughs> you know, balance the idea of building within your church, but also like getting out of your own tribe? But it's like I don't even know if I'm accepted in my own tribe or that I have community in my own tribe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a great question, man. Because I think that again, there's a grass always greener, right? You know, right. Obviously, <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna find connection over there, mm-hmm. and doesn't mean you won't. Sometimes God does that. Yeah. Uh, but living as if I, I'm gonna find it elsewhere is not a good way to live consistently. Yeah. 
no matter what the issue is. So I think there's that. I think also, um, I think that we have to recognize that there's a certain, if we're going to have scriptural convictions about things, mm-hmm. that'll always produce a certain amount of limit in terms of how we build with other people. I think that, that there, I've been involved in situations in the past where churches have tried to get together and do a lot of common work, mm. you know, uh, but eventually either just the way they, you know, their cultures clash right, right. or their, uh, or even just their methodologies. They're just, you know, or their ecclesiology, how they, how they lead, um, what they believe about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you know, an example, you take a church that, uh, would be like ours in terms of evangelism, which we, you know, we really are looking to to share the gospel, but leave the results to God. And another church where they're really on fire for evangelism, but it tends to be more let's just, you know, let's let's convince people their need for Jesus. You know, you put those people out in the street, you're going to have some some problems <laughs> <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. So recognizing, and 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 just what God is doing in different churches is a work He's doing. Um, so I think just recognizing, yeah, there's going to be limits, and that's part of God's plan too. Yeah, you know, we God does place us among people, and we don't want to live as if there's something else out there, uh, whether we're, you know, uh, members of a church or pastors. Yeah, there's something else out there that's gonna that I'm gonna jump into that's gonna improve where I'm at. That's good. So. And one one last thing I'll say is, um, even like, even. You know, if we're thinking evangelistically or if we're thinking of uh, just building with other people as well, like just having deeper or meaningful conversations with non-Christians outside of your church. Yeah. Like just that'll shatter this like tribal, just like the only grace. That'll bust it up. Yeah, Yeah. that'll that'll bust it all the way up. It's like, why am I having such a meaningful and helpful conversation with this dude who who thinks opposite of me on literally everything in the world? It's like, oh, man, like. There's common grace here, and I can actually learn from this brother because yeah. because of the common grace that's there, and and I think it helps us. It just essentially the whole point of this is we're wanting these pan tribal relationships, so broader relationships with mm-hmm. folks that are outside of our regular day in and day out routine to help just chip away at some of the pride of yeah. of our own mm-hmm. lives and how we are how we could just we naturally gravitate towards thinking we are the best at stuff yeah. and that we've got it figured out that's yeah. why you know chronological snobbery is a thing that is consistently plaguing literally every single generation uh why do i think the generation before me doesn't know anything because mm-hmm. i'm super prideful and i think that i know stuff and so we got to just branch out and continue to have god just slowly chip away yeah. at that pride that thinks we've got it all together and show ourselves through the grace of God, they're like, oh man, other people are doing really good stuff and God is way bigger than I thought he was. Yeah, so just be grateful for mm-hmm. uh, those pan-tribal relationships. <laughs> um, recognize the, 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 the strengths and limits of them. And, yeah. uh, and enjoy the body of Christ. <laughs> <laughs>